Okotov, today's daf is Daflamid. Daflamid in Kedushin. We're approaching, by the way, the halfway point in Shas. The halfway point in Shas. Sometime next week, I think it is sometime next week, we will hit the halfway point in terms of pages in Shas. Meaning we're, since we started a couple of years ago, we're going to be halfway through. Mitzvah next week. We'll point it out. Mitzvah Okay, so we're, we're, we're learning again for Fushlein for Lesbian Room and Yosef's Real Ben Chaim Michal. We're at the two dots, about eight, nine lines down of the page. So we talked about the Mishnah that the Mishnah said, the first part of the Mishnah was talking about what is a father responsible to do for his son. Those mitzvahs is for a father, not for a mother. For example, to give him a bris milah, to be told to him, the Bryce has said, and to teach him Torah, to marry him off, and to teach him a craft. Now, we were talking about teaching him Torah. How far does teaching Torah go? How far do you have to go? Would you just teach your son's Torah? What about grandchildren? This is not the Zvulun in the Torah or the Dan in the Torah. This is somebody who lived at their time. Zvulun ben Dan, Shalimdo Avi Aviv, his grandfather taught him. To show that's an example. This person, Zvulun ben Dan, was taught by his grandfather, Mikra, Mishnah, Chumash, Mishnayis, Talmud, Gemara, Halachos, Halachalmaisa, Agaras, stories, homiletics. Uh, so that's how far you have to teach your grandson. Uh, we learn like this. We have a price which says, Lomdu Mikra. If you taught him Chumash, you don't have to teach him Mishnah. Torah. Torah Rashi says means the Torah, the basic Torah, the Chamisha Chumshet Torah. We call Chumash, Taras Moshe, not Nevim Ksubim. That's all you have to teach him. The answer is because Well, we mean to say, you teach him when we said, how far does he have to go, like Zvum Bedan, whose grandfather taught him everything, including. Gemara, etc. Uh, no, we don't mean if you go that far. Because Vum Ben Dan You have to go as far as as Vum Dan, who was taught by his grandfather. And his grandfather has an obligation to teach basic Torah even to his grandchildren. not as far as Vum Ben Dan. Ben Dan's grandfather taught him everything. The basic idea is he at least teach your grandson Chumash. Does it really say that a grandfather is mechleif to teach his grandson Torah? But Tanya, we learned the Limanatam was Avos Benechem. The Limanatam, rather, the Limanatam was Avos Benechem. Part of in Vayim Shmuel, we say every day, twice a day, at least. The Limanatam was Avos Benechem. Below Benei Benechem, you must teach your sons. There's no mitzvah to teach your grandchildren. Mani Mekayim Vodatam Levenechem Levenechai. The pasuk goes on and says, Vodat in Baruchan it says, Vodatam Levenechem Levenechai, and you will make it known to your sons and to your grandsons. If you're not mechuyi to teach your grandsons, how are you going to make it known to them? Lo melcha to teach shakom lamedes Torah. If you teach your son Torah, malav akasev kilamdo. If you teach your son Torah, the Torah considers that if you taught him lamdo lo ulav no ulav endonat saf kol doras. If you teach your son Torah, it's as if you taught all the generations that are going to follow because he's going to teach his son and so on and so forth. So, uh, so what do you see over here that? There's no chiv to teach your grandson. How do we say over here, how far do you have to go? Rabbi Yudavashmol says, like Zvom ben Dan. Not exactly Zvom ben Dan, he taught him everything, but yet he teach him Chumash. So it's mashma, grandfather's mechiv to teach even his grandson Chumash. I, we say over here that you don't have to teach him, just teach your son. If you teach your son, it's as if you taught all the generations that follow. The answer is, it's a machlokas. The Rabbi Yudavashmol says, this, the, the Bryce he just brought, he quoted, says, you just have to teach your son. And your son, We'll teach all the other generations. We'll teach his son and so on. So if you teach your son, it's as if you taught all the generations. However, Biru Shmuel helps know who do Tana, a different Tana. It's a machlok. It's the Tanya. 
you're supposed to teach your sons Torah. How do we know even grandsons? So if we only say Benechem, I would say maybe only your sons. How do I know the grandsons are included? You're supposed to be, make it known to your grandsons as well, your sons and your grandsons. So why does the Pasuk say there's an exclusion? Only Benechem and not somebody else. The answer is uh, that's how we know that there's no chiv to turn Torah. It's a nice thing if you could teach Torah to your daughters also, but it's not a chiv to teach Torah because the chiv is if you teach your grandson Torah, this obviously goes with the idea. Well, it, actually, he could, he could, um, you could say that he could hold like Shubalevi could hold either one. So clear, clear, we have a machlokus. Do you have to teach your grandson or don't you have to teach your grandson? All right, so the machlokus, Shubalevi says, pardon? That's right. The example, that's right. That's right. That's also, it's all good. It's all good. Shemalevi is saying, if you do teach your son Torah, even if he held that there's no chiv to teach your grandson, if you teach your Torah, as if you accepted it from Harsinai yourself, because it says, make it known to your sons and to your grandsons. The Samachlein, right after the next post, says, the day that you stood before God, so to say that if you teach your grandsons, as if you stood at Harsinai. And like Kurt says, the best way to teach is by example. So when they see that you get up in the morning and you go to the shear, they'll also follow. That's also a way to teach them Torah because of Kurt. <laughs> I always said, I always said that, you know, people say, you know, oh, you know, you know, what do you do it so early in the morning? You know, in the morning is nobody bothers you. There's no, no, there's no competition from you know television or phone calls and everybody else. Everybody else is sleeping, right? So I said that you know, no matter what, um, no matter what uh, characteristic or poor characteristics I have, you know, I have a temper or this, I'm impatient, whatever it is. I don't always set a good example, but at least I said when the kids grew up, they know that if they get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Their father's learning, you know, at least that, that example that they'll see. Rabchia Bar Abba, Ashkel Shuban Levi, story Rabchia Bar Abba, founder of Shuban Levi, the Shadi Disna Arisha, he put like a shmata on his head. In other words, instead of putting on his regular hat or his yarmulke, whatever he wore, he quickly like threw something on. You know, you ever have like, you know, uh, your wife is uh, running to the door and her head isn't covered, she just throws something on her head. He threw some shmata on his head. He took, a, he took a, a small child to the base, to, to the shul, to the base class. That's where they learned Torah. That's where their school was. You know, they didn't have like today's school buildings. You know, they learned in the shul. Amalei, Michael, hi, what are you rushing? You rushed out. Amalei, is it a small thing that it says in the Torah? It says, if you teach your children, is it a small thing this, that the Torah says, if you teach your children, it's as if you stood at Harsinai? Is it a small thing? So he says that, you know, that's a, that's a small thing. Of course, I had to take him to school, so I didn't have time to get dressed, et cetera. He, just, he says he, he, he just quickly put something on. Here's the Amal Rosho. So he didn't want to go with a, an uncovered head. You know, you ran out like you're not properly dressed. He says that a small thing, Hashem said, teaching. In other words, teaching Torah does not necessarily mean that you sit and learn with him. You took him to school. That's also Torah. You set an example. That's also teaching him Torah. once. Runs from Chia Baraba saw that lesson from Shubin Levi. Rabbi Shubin Levi was the one who just said, "If you teach your grandchildren Torah, it's as if you stood at Arsinai." So once uh, uh, Rabbi Chia Baraba saw Shubin Levi doing that, 
He says, Kamantale Nuka. Maybe that was his grandchild or his child. Even maybe it was his grandchild. That's Rabbi Shuba Leib Lashita. So you're supposed to teach your grandchildren. He helped. Like, isn't it true today that many grandparents uh, drive their help taking their kids to the grandchildren to school and home from school? They do that, right? Because once uh, Rabbi Chibaraba saw Rabbi Shuba Leib doing that, he himself, Rabbi Chibaraba, Lotom Umsa, he didn't eat breakfast. Ad the Mikrilianuka until he reviewed the, the uh, he learned that the uh, he reviewed the homework of his uh, of the child in the house of the child in the house he reviewed the homework and mostly he added another pasuk and as he went ahead with it, made a laning for the the next pasuk and as he did the same thing he didn't eat umsa they used to have like uh, well maybe the goyim took that that um, custom of bacon and eggs you know for breakfast because he said they had ro- they used to eat roasted meat for breakfast in the morning. That was their custom. He says, he didn't eat anything. He didn't eat until he learned a little bit with the children in the morning. He also did not taste anything in the morning. He didn't have any roasted meat until uh, until he bought, until he took the kids to the to the, uh, to the base management. The Pasuk says, That's a strange lesson. Shinantam is like Shani. So it should say, teach him a second of uh, teach them to teach them uh, a second time. If we translate Vishinantam as teach them diligently, and it means like putting an emphasis on learning. I'll take Vishinanta el Vishilashtam. Since it didn't say Vishinitem a second time, but rather more even more than that, Vishilashtam learned a third time. What, what does that mean by that? You should split learning among your years. Now you'll ask right away, but more is going to ask right away. Divide divide learning in your lifetime, divide learning. Shlish maker, a third in Chomish. A third in Mishnah, and a third in Talmud, in Gemara. Gemara meaning like we learned, discussing the Mishnah, stories, fables, machlokas uh, between Mishnahis, between Maram and Tanaram, etc. All that's in Talmud. It's put a third away. So the Gemara sounds like, you know, one third of your life, Chomish, one third of your life, Mishnah, one third of the Talmud. Says Gemara, of course, Mia Dea Kamacha. How do you know how many years? So you say, okay, forty years for Chomish, forty years for this, forty years for that. But not everybody lives one hundred and twenty. How do you know how many years? Everybody lives a different amount of time. So let's read Yome by the day. So Rashi learns Yome Yimei Shavua, meaning Sunday, Monday, Chomish. Let's say Tuesday, Wednesday, Mishnah, and Thursday, Friday, Gemara. I guess Shabbos you can review everything. That's how Rashi seems to understand the Gemara. But Tosa says no. Within each day, even that's a problem. Tosa says, "How do you know you live the whole week? Right? You're supposed to be said a third, a third, and a third. How do you know you're going to live the whole week?" So he says it by the day. You know, not like you're living the day either, but at least each day. But FIFA, so so it's split it up a third way. Tosa also says this is why uh, that's that you know uh, uh, that why we the minigis today that before davening before pesukah zimra karbonos we have everything in there. We have chumash. Mishnah, Gemara, all that's in there, so you're covered already. Before we even start, before Rabbi Shmuel Omer, we've already got it covered. That's one way to do it. And um, uh, that's why, uh, uh, and, and so others say, that the Talmud Bavli, which we're learning now, has everything in it. How <laughs> You hardly go by a Gemara, a page of Gemara, without learning some Chomish, Mishnah, and Gemara. So it's all included in there. Tosh explains that nicely. He says, Gemara goes on to say, this is a new thing. We're talking about the Chomish, that's why the original, the early rabbis were called sofrim. Sofrim means to count. We call a sofer a scribe, or a tamchach means to count. They counted all the letters in the Torah. Now, as we'll see, there are there were different uh, girsas of how, exactly how to count. 
but he goes through this uh, the, the way the way it seems that the, the count in the Gemara doesn't seem to be the way we have it, or it could be different gears in the Gemara. But we have this conversation with Hashayim. They used to say Vav the Gachon Chatzur Shalosios shall say for Torah. Pasuk says Kol Holechal Gachon, any an animal that that goes on its on its belly. That the Vav in Gachon is exactly halfway through the Torah. That's the halfway of the half of the letters in the Torah Pekanim. I said before that next week we're going to have Mitz Hashem. The halfway point of of, of the of uh, this you know um, uh, tw- twenty center twenty seven hundred and eleven uh, pages in shas and uh, shas that we learned so thirteen hundred and fifty five and a half is the halfway point we're going to come to that mitzvah next week so here also he says that 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 uh, the above there is halfway in the letters the rosh darash also a pasuk in vayikra so that's halfway in the term of of uh, words of words in the Torah. This galach, that pasuk, when you're supposed to uh, shave, shel psukim, that's halfway through the number of psukim of the Torah. Yechar semena chazer miya'ar, that's a pasuk in Tillam. Ayin, the yar, chazer shalom. The ayin there is halfway through Tillam, presumably in letters. Baruch ha'mechaperavon, which is a pasuk in in, um, in Tillam, which we say several times a day, right? Chetzia psukim, halfway through the psukim in in, uh, in letters. This is like a new thing he's just telling you, talking about Chumash and uh, Tanakh, so he tells you these are the way of counting. That's why they're called counting. Tosis adds on. They're also called soaking because we like to put everything in numbers. It's easy to remember that way. For example, Avos Malachus is 39, 40 less one, right? Uh, four Avos Nazikin. Uh, we used to count things. I, it's, it's a good idea to count things. Like if you have something to do, you say, oh, I got four things to do. You'll remember it better that way. Barab Yosef, Bab the Gichon, you said the Bab the Gachon is halfway in the letters of the Torah. Mehai Gisa, Mehai Gisa. Where is the Bab? You can't split the Bab. Is that in the first half or the second half? So he's on my leg. They see Sefer Torah, and then let's bring a Sefer Torah. We'll count it. What do you ask me, Kash, like that? Go through the Sefer Torah. You'll see. Milo Omer Rav Baruchana. Didn't Rav Baruchana say Lo Zazim Mishamat Shebiu Sefer Torah Umanim? Now Rashi says Lo Zazim. I don't know what they what what the period what's where that story took place, but the Gemara and Shabbos also refers to that Lashon Lo Zazim Misham Achebiu Sefer Torah Umanim. They brought a Sefer and they count them. On my leg. So why don't you why don't you say uh, why don't you just count? You're asking me a question: Is the vav in the first half of the letters, or the second half of the letters? Amalei the earlier ones, they knew they were bakiyim in letters that are missing, in letters that we pronounce even though they're missing. Or you say it's extra letters. I'm We're not so bucky. In other words, we may not know, so you can't prove from our Torah. Again, is that word in the Torah, which is this uh, is halfway through the psukim, not the words, but the psukim. Is that in the first half of the second of Amaliyabaya, Sukimiya Lesavlimno? Can't we even at least, okay, maybe the letters, there's extra letters, missing letters, can't tell. What about the Psukim? Can't we just count Psukim? Sukim Namaluku, we're not Psukim Kim, the Hiyasa Rabacha Bar Ada, when he came for Ezra Omar, he said, Bamrava Paskila Hai Kral of Fasuk Sukim. In Eretz role, they divided the following Pasuk into three Psukim. In other words, that Pasuk. We have it as one pasuk, and Eretz Yisrael they divided up into three. So even the number of psukim is not exact. Tanra Bonam, three lines from the bottom of the page in Rav. Chamesh Salafim Mishmona Meos Ushmonim Ushmona. How many psukim? Psukim Avi Psukim Sefer Torah. How many letter? How many word? Uh, how many uh, sentences are in the Torah? I don't know if I said the word before. Sent sentences, right? Psukim. Okay. And before maybe I said it wrong. I don't know. Verses. Uh, uh, verses or sentences, right? So Chamesh Salafim. He says 5,888 are the number of sukkim in the Torah. Okay. Yes, that now on the side, if you look in the side, he says, mm-hmm. that we have all the sukkim in the Torah, 800, and then hey, 845. 
not 888, 845. The Alma Kriya Shadis and others said that it's 842, 5,842. These things will make enough to me. There are some who say that, you know, if you if you count the Pesukim, we'll come out uh, now like in Hazinu, meaning if you count all the words, where are we now? In Nitzavim Bayev Hazinu is where we're near the end. And some say that's really the number of years that the world's going to exist. Because, you know, the world's supposed to be for 6,000 years. We're, we're starting Mesh Shem next uh, Shabbos, 5,784. Right, so we're getting near the end. When is the world going to end, and we're going to go into the Shabbos of one thousand years? When is that? All these things we don't know. But some say that it, it's it, there's a hint in each pasuk in the Chumash. In other words, when the number of pasukim, if there's five thousand eight hundred eighty-eight, the world will last a little bit longer than if there's five thousand, uh, you know, uh, uh, five thousand eight hundred forty-two, and we're up to five. It's not going to go to six thousand because then you'll know, you know, it's next year. That's it. You know, the world's over. But uh, we're getting near the end, right? It's, it's, it's... <laughs> yeah. Avoid those long-term bonds, right? Now you listen, you look on the internet, you'll say there are people who say there's going to be a nuclear war with Russia and America soon. Who knows, right? We don't know. Anyway, yes, so he says, yes, Shmona. Tilim has eight sukkah more than the Chumash. Now this Bechlal doesn't make sense. Tosa says right away, yeah, so even if even if you divide the psukim and the and tell them to three letter to, to three words a piece, different ways to divide up uh, divide up the um, uh, tell, them all, tell them also we have 150 uh, you know prakim in it. There's also uh, you could say shemals is one way you know shemals, but the the goyim read it also. You know, Rabbi Wine tells a story about he built a shul in Miami and uh, you know they it was a beautiful edifice and they wanted to come they brought, a, a church group came with nuns and everything they wanted to see the shul and they said uh, do you mind if we say some psalms you know in your sanctuary he says well can i see it first it says they had a book of psalms but at the end of each one was you know the holy ghost at the uh, you know in the name of the trinity they added on that little piece you know but they apparently also have the 150 proc but, it, but it's not again it's not clear you know how the prokum certainly are not uh, uh, are not uh, necessarily from 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 uh, Sinai. How it's divided up, and here we see there's different cheetahs, How many letters there were? How many psukim there are? And the Tilim has more. Tilim has more verses than the Chumash. How does that make sense at all? It's not clear. It could be the different years here. So he says that there's 5,888 psukim in the Torah. Tilim has eight more, right? Yeslo Tilim Shmona and Chasuman Diveryom Shmona. Diveryom has eight eight sentences less. Also, not clear how that works out. And the different years is apparently different years is going to be different years than Agamara too. You see the Grotik, a whole thing also, Chasr Daniel, maybe it's miss, missing some, uh, you know, some some of it. Uh, some It's not clear how this uh, how these numbers work out. Tanra Bonham. Does it really make a difference? It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. We have our Masora, bring down the Masora from Rabroyer, that this is the numbers that we have, and we go with that. Tanra Bonham. Vishinantam. Vishinantam. What does Vishinantam mean? You should teach them diligently, learn well. The should be sharp in your mouth. Somebody asks you something, don't stutter. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. You should know. Don't don't stutter. Tell them right away. Somebody asks you shyly, tell them right away. says over here. What do you mean? says that it's you ask him something, you should say, I didn't learn that or whatever. You know, like he should be modest. He says, Oh, yeah, I just finished all this whole thing. I know it well. That's if you ask him. Did you learn uh, Masechah Megillah? Do you know Masechah Megillah? Well, I shouldn't say I know it well. You just say, yeah, I've, I've looked at it. You shouldn't be a Balgaiv about that, but if they ask you a specific question, a Shaila, you should know how to answer that. That's when you should not know it diligently. Tomah Elamor Mariachin, and Pusik says, 
Tell Chachma, wisdom the Torah, you are my sister, meaning just like a person knows that his sister is forbidden to him, right? That's an erva. That's how he should know the Torah. That's how he should know the Torah. Just like you know, everybody knows their sister is forbidden. You can't sleep with your sister. So that's you should know the Chachma. But Omer Pasuk says, Kishrei al etzbosecha, bind them to your to your fingers. Know that well. Kiss maluach liba, kiss maluach libecha. Write them on the tablet of your heart. In other words, that you know very well. They have a part of your of your being. But Omer, like arrows in the hands of a uh, of a mighty uh, of a mighty soldier came urim. So should be the urim, my son, my neurum are the young students. They're called your children. Your students are called your children. So he says the same way, you know, just like that's how sharp, like sharp arrows in the hands of a of a uh, warrior, so should be the uh, your students. They should know. The um, arrows of the warrior. Are sharp. Uh, your arrows are sharp. Nations will fall before you. Meaning, you should not answer everybody. You know how to put them down. No, what? Not not to belittle them, but simply know how to answer everything. Everything should be sharp in your mind. Happy is the one who filled his quiver from them with these sharp arrows. Meaning, sharp that you know the Torah very well. The Pasuk goes on, he will not be embarrassed. When they will speak with the enemies at the gate. What does that mean, speak with the enemies? Even if a father and his son learning in Torah, studying in Torah, or they're learning in Torah, meaning like at the base Medrash. They become enemies with one another because they're fighting and learning. You think that's a shot? You don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. You know they go back and forth, uh, fighting with one another. Other shot. They don't leave me. Until they become, they love one another. In other words, at the end they find peace among themselves. says as safer Hashem, right? In um, uh, what my Shukas, right? Michael, Michael Shukas. As it says, as safer Muhammad Hashem. The, the the war of of Hashem, meaning the war that comes out through learning Torah through the Sefer, ends off with esvahe basufa. I'll take basufa el basufa. At the end, they will behave like ahava. They will love one another. I saw this with my own eyes in yeshiva, where there were two brothers, one of whom is a rosh yeshiva today. He's the rosh yeshiva today. Every day they fought. In learning, they sat and they started second seder at two thirty, and they started learning, and then they started fighting with one another till they pushed one another. And at the end of the seder at seven o'clock, we went from two thirty till seven. And, uh, um, they weren't talking. I'm not talking to you ever again. One sat at one end, one moved to the other end. The next day, the whole thing started all over again. They saw you know, every every day was the same thing. They beat one another. Today, one of them is Rosh Hashiva. Tana Rabbanu. And the other one. I don't know where the other one is. Maybe that's. It says, "Basamtam esrei ela." Basamtam you can translate as "samtam," a, a a perfect remedy. Samtam, sam is a is an elixir, a a, a poison, or or a, a medicine, or you know whatever a remedy. Tam, a complete one. Nimshal Torah kesam chayim. The Torah is compared to a uh, elixir of life. Mashal uh, like a person shehikas but a person beat his son. Makmidol, he gave him a terrible wound. And he put a plaster, a bandage on his on his wound. As long as you have this bandage, you'll be fine. Eat whatever your pleasure is. Drink whatever you want. Something you could wash in hot or cold water. And drink whatever you want, even 
uh, Rashi says even um, even dvash, even honey, which was considered all uh, uh, all kinds of sweet things, which were considered uh, injurious to the wound. But as long as you have the bandage on you, you're okay. You don't have to if you take away the bandage, it's going to grow sores. Sores are going to are going to come there. You got a problem. So Hashem compared. Hashem told us you have the Torah in the same way. Compared to a to a wound on a child. famous line. I built the Eitzar. I I made. I created the Eitzar. The evil inclination. I created the Torah as an antidote to the Eitzar. If you study Torah, if you you will not be given over into the hand of the Eitzar. Shnemar. Hello, imtative says, if you do good, says, Rashi says, it's tisnase, you will rise up above the Yitzhar. If you don't study Torah, you'll be given a retention. The, the uh, evil inclination, the Yitzhar, which is also equated with the Satan, is crouching at the door, right? The crouching at the door. He is totally preoccupied with trying to get you to do sin. He's desires for you. But if you want, you can rule over the Yitzhar. The Yitzhar is so bad, so difficult, so strong. Even Hashem who created him, called him evil. Because the inclination of the heart of a person is always evil. A person has a, a good inclination and a bad inclination. The key is, if you want the good inclination to overpower the bad one, you have to study Torah. The Yitzhar heart of a person renews itself each day. The entire day, not just each day. Every hour in the day, not just each day, but every hour in the day. The Russia looks upon the righteous person. The evil person looks upon the righteous person, the evil person being being uh, here referring to the Yitzhahara. Umabakshimisan tries to kill him. The Hashem wouldn't help him. He wouldn't be able to uh to, to, to survive against him. He wouldn't be able to uh um to you know to to maintain himself. Shinemar wouldn't be wouldn't be sustainable. Shinemar Hashem will not leave him, will not forsake him in the hand of the Beni, my son, if this repulsive wretch meets you, the Yitzhahara, pull him to the base manage. You ever be have a problem here? Pull him to the base manage. Learn there. In Evanu, if he's as strong as a rock, he'll be dissolved. In Barzal, if he's iron, who misbotes he will he will shiver into little pieces. Shinamar, hello, Kodvarai, Kaishnim Hashem. Hashem said, My words are like fire, who kapatishela, and like a hammer that breaks the stone. In heaven, who is a stone? Nimuach. Shenemar, he'll be he'll be dissolved by the Torah. Shenemar, b'hoi called some elufulamayim. Whoever thirsty go to water. Water is Torah is compared to water. Water uh, wears away the uh, wears away the stone, dissolves it. Bomer pasuk says, as the pasuk says, stones that are worn away by the water. So if he's like, even if he's just like a stone, he'll be he'll be uh, worn away by the Torah. So bring him into the base message. The Mishnah said. No, or actually, the Bryce has said, right? The Mishnah didn't say that. We just said the, that the uh, mitzvahs that a father do for a son, that women are potter from, that <laughs> mitzvahs that a father do for a son, women are potter. What are they? The Bryce went on to say uh, circumcision, being podium, teaching him Torah, where do we get that from? 
says in in uh, where's the Yeshaya? Um, no, it's I think in Yeshaya. Banim, take wives and have boys, have children. Ubanos, right? And have children, boys and girls. and take for your sons uh, wives, women. and give your daughters over to men. You can give your son, give him the car, give him the Corvette and the wallet, and tell him, you know, go after some girls. You know, you'll 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 be able to find a girl for your for your husband for your son. It's easy to marry off a son. Elabito I mean, what is he supposed to do? Take him to take her to meet men. I mean, that that would be improper. It's all comer. Pardon? Could sell her. <laughs> it's sell her, right? It's yeah, yeah, right. You could sell her, right? That's true. That's, we're not talking, but it's not a good idea, right? It's not a good idea, right? I'll come a little. Uh, that's only first. We should only do that, as we said. The, the only when he's poor, right? When he can't do this, he's he forced when he doesn't have any money. But here, if he has money, what should he find a, a son-in-law? Give her some, uh, some, you know, give her some things, nice Give her things, jewelry, etc. After the cups, in other words, you can make her desire. You can make her desirable by dressing her nicely and giving her money and giving her the ornaments, etc., so that people will want to marry her. But Lamda Om is teaching him a craft. Then how do you know you're supposed to teach your son a craft? Amar Cheski Dovrik Pasuk says Reichayim Pasuk in Kahelas, right? Pasuk says Reichayim in see a livelihood in Isha with the woman Asher after that you love in Isha. I'm talking about literally a woman. So, like we just said before from the Pasuk, so just like we saw this an obligation to marry off your son, and it says, just like, just like uh, with the wife that you that you love, you should also teach a livelihood. Just like you have to marry, marry him off, because it says you have to get a wife, right? Just like you can marry off your son, so the same way, you have to have a livelihood for your son. Um, in Torah, if if when the lashon of of Reichaim and Isha Sharaf does not mean literally a woman, but it's a it's an example, it's a, it's a metaphor for Torah. In Torah, if you're trying to Torah learn Torah, so Shem Chavnis like include to teach him Torah, as we saw from the possibility. So either way, just like you're supposed to take a, a wife for your son, you're supposed to teach him Torah, right? So the same way. Earn him a livelihood because it says earn a livelihood with with a wife. In other words, get get a get a wife and get a livelihood. It's just like you have to get him a wife or learn him or teach him Torah. Same way you're supposed to teach him a livelihood. Yesh omrim afosikim. Some say even you're supposed to teach him how to swim. I time it's it's going to save his life one day if the boat capsizes or he's stuck in the water. This could this uh, cause a question of life or death. If you don't teach him a craft, malam dolisus, you're teaching him to steal. This is like I think I'm not really teaching him to steal. Like Mara said that before. Elikiyum lamdalisus. Mabinai, what's the same Tanakam Rav Yudah? Tanakam said you have to teach him a, to teach him a craft. Rav Yudah says if you don't teach him that, you teach him listos. He gave an eye of dogma. Let's say you taught him a business. You got him an MBA, right? Taught him business. You didn't really teach him a craft like a true. You know how to. You didn't teach him how to sew or how to be a bricklayer or how to do some uh, or a diamond cutter, some trick, some craft that's that's always a person can, can, can do, or it being a doctor or a dentist, something that we do. But if you teach him business, sometimes you won't have any money to do business. Tanakama says, that's good enough. Abita says, no, if you didn't teach him a real craft, you were already teaching teach him because maybe he won't be able to do business one day. So the second part of the mission says, it's as really the Chomitzah, all the mitzvahs of the father on the son. And we already explained that the first part is referring to mitzvahs that the father should do for a son. 
So the second part obviously would be all mitzvahs that are sasu for his father, but the Gemara goes through it. My comments Let's understand this second line in the Mishnah. Mitzvahs that a father has to do for a son. So no, why would it say Nashim Chayavos? Right? The first part of the Mishnah says, if it's if it's we explain the first part of the Mishnah, mean Mitzvahs that a father has to do for a son, only the father, not the mother. So what, what does it mean? Both men and women. If we're talking about Mitzvahs that a father has to do for a son, that's only the father, not the mother. All those things that a father has to do for a son, of Molo, as we said before two days ago. Or yesterday, rather. I mean, you're half of this, what he means. Mitzvahs that are on a son to do for his father, right? Mitzvahs that are for the father, that is that is incumbent on the son to do for the father. Both men and women are responsible. Tanina, we had this tomorrow, so yesterday. Tanina, our Mishnah is a proof to what the Bryce has said. How do we know that, that we know that a father, that a son has to, uh, has to honor and fear his parents? It says, that's plural. We're speaking to both a man and a woman. So I say, a man always has the ability to, to uh, honor his parents because he's free to do what he wants. He has nobody ruling over him. A woman doesn't always have the ability. If she's married, her first obligation is to her husband. So if her husband needs her, and she can't necessarily go take care of her parents if her husband needs her, but a man and always, always has the ability to go to his parents. But if she's divorced, or the same thing she was never, she's not married at all for whatever reason, then they're both equal. They both have the same responsibility to take care of the parents. It says, honor your parents, your father, and your honor God from your assets. They're compared, right? So they're equal. Teach, honor your parents, honoring God. Similarly, never ishing them to row. You're supposed to fear your parents. Fear God. Same thing. Both are top and worship and, and serve Him. Fearing one's parents. The fearing God. Fearing God. Right. So you see that all the same. Right. That that that, that whatever is said to one to, for the parents, same thing for God. It says fear fear your parents. Fear God. Right. It's forbidden to curse your parents. Uh, most humans will be, that's punishment of death. If you curse God also, would be a terrible sin, and you hide death for that. Cursing your parents is like cursing God. Notice, all the, you're treating your parents and treating God as the same. Obviously, when it comes to hitting one's parents, you can't do that because you can't hit God. There's no way to hit God. God isn't, isn't uh, hittable. And it should be that way that we have to honor and fear and refrain from cursing both parents and God. Because all three of them together created you. A famous line. There are three partners in creating man. Rashi says that Bryce says in the Nida that a man gives him gives the child the white part of his body. The Isha, the, the mother gives him the red part, the blood presumably said blows in in the Shama, the ability to see and to hear and to speak, etc. But that was how the Mardas from St. Louis, uh, every bar mitzvah, he said, there are three shitman adam, the tata, the mama, and the abish, the three people created, three, there are three partners in creating a man. Uh, so this mantra, Adam Gumar goes, this mantra, Adam Mahabrasa, this, if he honors his parents, 
if a person honors his parents, Hashem says, it's as if I, as if I dwelt in their house, they and they honored me. Uh, that's because we're all part of the same, same, the, the same uh, triumvirate, whatever they created a person. Hashem, it was revealed to God, God knew. It's normal for a man, for a person or a son, a son, a child, let's say, call him a child, to honor his mother more than his father. And they, because she helps him. She entices him. She gives him food, candies. She's the one who takes care of him. Let's call it pampers him. She pampers him. The mother pampers him. So it's a, so he's more likely to honor his mother. He feels closer to his mother. Keep it up. Never Hashem said, no, no, no. Your, 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 your instinct may be to honor your mother more. But Hashem telling you no, your father as much as your mother. The God of is also obvious. Before God who created the world, a son is a child that normally fears his father more than his mother. Because he teaches him Torah and says, look at all these things you can't do. So he's more scared of his father. He may not be, be doing everything properly. So normally it's normal to fear a father more than a mother. Therefore, therefore, Hashem uh, proceeded, and, and when He get, when He when Hashem gave us the law that you're not supposed to, that you're supposed to fear your parents. What does the pasuk say? Ish imo You should fear your mother. Your instinct is to fear your father more. So He's telling you no. The fear of the mother and father are equal, and the honor of the father and the mother are equal. Even though your instinct is to honor your mother more, no, your father the same. Your instinct is to fear your father more. No, fear them both, treat them both the same way. And if you do that, it's like you treated Hashem in that good manner. All right, we'll pick it up here tomorrow, Mitzvah Hashem. Have a good day.